0: Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions.
1: Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob
0: Schuneman alongside Mac Daddy P. Robertson. Hello, hello, hello. It's you, awesome day. Uh, do you like my radio voice? I love your radio <laughs> voice, man. The minute it comes out, I just like, man. It's Bob's in the so house. So much
1: fun. I <laughs> don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like you hit a switch. I scared Barry one time. Why? But when I did that, that, I did that. He's like,
0: "Whoa, what happened?" Oh yeah. Well, he was like, "You were like hyper that one day. You were like amped up, (laughs) like you had too too many monster drinks or something. Too much coffee. (laughs) We were caffeinated, Pete. That's funny. We were ready to go. But I like it. Like I used to do. Like now, batting number right or number eleven, right fielder, Pete Robertson." yeah right. so much fun i like doing that how was your weekend it was great it was busy it was fun yeah eventful we went to um thursday it wasn't the weekend but we went to a maverick city um kirk franklin uh concert it was unbelievable At the amway center yeah our sponsor unbelievable. For today right no kidding <laughs> if you want to get amway <laughs> But it was like, it was high octane. It was like, it was not like gospel music. It what was does that mean? High music. octane, like, lots of like, energy, oh power, a lot of energy, a lot of power, a so lot like of 93, not 89. Yeah, it was, yeah, right. 93 <laughs> octane, but it was unbelievable. And they went from like seven to midnight and it was just nonstop worship, nonstop, you know, entering the throne room of God. And it was just so, so powerful um it was uh the our genre i mean i would say like what i listen to most would be like a hill song chris tomlin style of worship where this is different than that so that's more of a laid back more of an easier version where maverick city and and kirk franklin is like (laughs) worship on steroids man it's just like wham you know and then the entertainment value there kirk franklin is a performer times 10 and just so, so well done. So anyway, if they come to your your city or your neighborhood, I would highly recommend it. It was so, so good. You leave there just like you know, almost in a buzz. You leave there like, ah, oh, you know, it was just so much. Like you were caffeinated. Yeah, but, but when you leave there, it's like, wow, what did I just experience? It was just awesome. It I heard really they good. played my favorite song yeah miracle miracle a million miracles. little miracles yeah yeah and they did a countdown to like as the song was going to like a million miracles it was really cool they really did a really good job with it it was awesome it was a good time what else did we do what else do um, you do Um we saw top gun oh yeah top gun is an incredible movie i'm gonna go see it again tonight you want to go maverick city yeah let's do it that'll be fun it's a um that, you know, what I was thinking is that my wife would say like, man, they've been advertising this for like two years. And if it comes out and it's not that good, that's going to be really bad. So they're going to, and plus you know, to top the first one, it had to be difficult. You know, to think like even being comparable to that.
1: I heard an interview with with Tom Cruise, and they're like talking about putting off, you know, for two years. And his point was, we create everything we did for this film, we created for the big screen. Yeah, and it is so true. Yeah, it's Pete. It's like riding a roller coaster yeah. for two hours. Yeah. It is just an
0: amazing, amazing yeah, And it's definitely movie. one of those movies you want to see again. Yeah. It's like you want to like, try to capture what went down. And I've seen the original Top Gun, oh my gosh, over 10 times. I mean, I got a lot of the. Talk to me, goose. Yeah. Go, go on ballistic map. Go get them. You know, I mean, I got a lot of the the one liners in there. Uh, Slider, you snitch, you stink. You know, I mean, there's so many things I could start talking about. Um, so uh, you've they, lost that loving feeling. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they do that in the second movie too. They did. Yeah. No, but it was. There was good. a lot
1: of like kind of uh, flashbacks to the oh, original. Yeah. They did, they just did a really really good yeah. job with this movie. Yeah, because it's
0: been over twenty years. It was out yeah. in '86.
1: So <laughs> it's a right. long time ago. Uh, that's right. I saw it after yeah. the year I graduated. Or the year after I graduated high school.
0: So that's just Woo! it's a long. I'm getting time. old, Pete. Yeah, and I was just getting into high school. So. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! What All else? Right. What else you do this weekend? Um, rest. We did a little resting. We went to a, a gala banquet for uh, the organization I work with, Natural Discipleship. It was really good. Um, we came along. Oh, I saw the like, pictures. You yeah. guys clean up pretty good. Yeah, I like I like dressing up. Nice. It was nice. My wife is just smoking hot. Right? I tell you. Right? So, well, she always looks good, but you even cleaned up. I was yeah. Impressed. Well, that's what I'm saying. I had to get to that level, so I really had to work <laughs> hard at that. So Damn. it was a it was an effort, you know. But I got there for the most part. So she says,
1: I hey, thought you looked good. Pete. Yeah. No worries. You even had your hair. Your hair was you're just That's on the point. Thing. It was on point. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I didn't use anything. I just did water.
1: <laughs> <And it worked. laughs> Wait, this is a righteous invasion of truth. And it's the truth. All right.
0: Yeah. It was just All one right. of those days.
1: Well, I got to do something I hadn't done in 11 years. I, I bowled a professional tournament oh, this Oh, that's weekend. right.
0: We talked about that a while back on yeah. the show. It, that's that that's about all we need to say
1: about it. It did not go well. <laughs> 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 but I had a good time. It was it was fun. I got to see some people I hadn't seen in a long time. And uh, so that was kind of cool, catching up. So you got to and, bowl uh, with the
0: great Dick Allen? I, I did. I did. That guy's uh, really good. Bowler
1: fans out there, they, yeah. they know the man. Uh, yeah, he's been... Uh, He's been around for a while. He he throws it really, really well. And
0: Bob yeah. prayed for him a lot. I did.
1: I you know if I I when people are struggling, Pete, I like to pray for him. Oh, is and, that uh, what it was? And uh, yeah, he was he was struggling, but he was the only one on the pair that ended up making the cut. He finished really, really strong. And so ended started up off low, but he came like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, finished. He finished strong. And How did he end the I, tournament? He, do you know. Um, he just made the cut. So oh. he, he didn't, I don't think he bowled well on Sunday. Oh. I mean, he didn't bowl well Saturday either, but he bowled just well enough to get to make it to Sunday. So I think he was either the bubble or one spot from the bubble. So I wow. think he, I think he squeaked in by two pins.
0: I guess the oil on the lanes were difficult. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. And I don't so, know what that means, I know, but and everybody has no idea.
1: So we won't, we won't bore them, but, uh, I can tell you that, uh, it was very, very difficult conditions. So it would be like playing the U S open in golf. That's, you know what I know about the oil
0: is when I'm bowling and I go past the line accidentally and I slip up on my butt. So I realized right at that moment that there's oil on this thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like
1: stepping on wet ice. Yeah, You don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, and I've done that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you will bust your tail.
0: I did bust my tail. <laughs>
1: so i know that uh there's a reason there's warning signs everywhere yeah. pete it yeah. is very slick
0: so, so yeah I'm, I'm thinking next time my bowl, i'm gonna go way back and just throw the ball from behind us. just go to the line it's fine don't You're run good. up though You're just good. stop at the line and then throw we it need to
1: way. go we need to go bowling the the riot podcast first annual yeah. charity <laughs> bowling tournament we here's, need to do it here's Make it this happen. here's
0: this professional bowler that's never taught me how to bowl right well let's do it I can't believe that. He's never showed me how to bowl properly. How many fastballs have you tried to teach me how to throw? Yeah, but you're still playing. I'm not. (laughs) No excuse. You're still playing. I haven't picked up a ball in a while.
1: See, you know what? That's the beauty of bowling. You can be four. You can be a hundred. You can still go out and play the game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's
0: a men's league that will take Baseball.
1: I don't know. I I (laughs) love playing baseball as a kid, but I think I would break something now if I tried to play.
0: Me too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> man
1: all right so let's... riot podcast a bunch of old guys yes we got it well that, we're that having talk a good about time. young young subject what are we going to talk about today
0: um let's are we going to
1: jump back into the book of john i mean last week we had who, who we had pastor chad on last week yeah that, that was, was really fun good. if you didn't listen to that show jump
0: into that yeah um sent, what was it on it was on sex politics and, and suicide, suicide. Yeah, wow. real, yeah real fun topics yeah we answered some questions <laughs> and stuff yeah <laughs> It was a good show though I mean it's, it was it was time Chad's on the show it's always been yeah, that's
1: that's yeah. the truth. he's so, a blessing
0: So today we're gonna go john seven twenty five through fifty two um we're gonna wow, pick that's up, a big chunk yep so we did John seven one through twenty four a couple of podcasts ago I think eighty one or eighty yeah. one yeah so today we're gonna talk about how prejudice which are how our prejudice makes us blind to truth and so how we say that again prejudices our prejudices <laughs> is that a word I, yeah. There's a lot of words I can't say, and this might be one of them. So I'll just leave that to you, Bob, to oh, go ahead and interpret. Oh, you know I'm going to stumble over and, uh, it. And to make us blind to well, the let, truth. Well, let's so pray. Let's pray we'll before into... we do that, because yes, we're going to need
1: all the help we can get. Yes, amen. Father, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity to talk about you. We thank you for this podcast. We ask you bless the Riot Podcast, but more importantly, Father, bless the people that are listening. Would you just uh, reach out to them today, touch them in, uh, you know, just a, just a way to just draw them closer to you, Father. Be with our listeners. Um, be with this podcast and uh, we give it to you now, Lord. We love you. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. amen.
0: God, you're good. All right. Let's get God into this.
1: Good. All right. Episode 81. Yes. We unpack John seven, one through 24. Yes. I said hey, that. You just said that. Pete. I, know. I know. And why the world hated. So you put hated like it's past tense. I think it might still be hates Jesus. It but, is. But, you know, in context, I do. they I mean, do. The world unfortunately, does. Yeah. I saw, uh, you know, if you guys jump on our Facebook page. Uh, you know the Riot podcast, a good place to check out. Check out everything we're doing. Um, you can go to Facebook. But we had some comments this week about, oh, he doesn't hate Jesus. So he hates, you know, all these different things. And I don't know. Did you get? Did you answer some of those questions? I, on I did. This
0: I did. And I just think that what people hate about Jesus is the church. Because the people in the church have not done a very good job at loving the way that people that mm. Jesus did. I mean, yeah. I think that's really, what you know, it's why coming down to it.
1: Yeah, because religion sucks.
0: Religion is the worst. <laughs> it really does. Anytime we I mean, we can go on and on and on about this. And we've done many shows about religion sucks. So, yeah. But anyway, so that's right. kind of what it was about. They
1: hated Jesus. There we go. Yeah, uh, The scene showed us that everyone was going up to Israel to celebrate the feast of the tabernacle. Are also known as the Feast of the Booths. Yeah, people Before, are like,
0: what's Feast of what well, right? Feast of the Booths. It's in the Bible. Is a lot of times they say the Booths, but we went into details about what that was.
1: Yes. Yeah, which was good because I had no idea Yeah, before they left to attend the festival. Jesus, own family members mocked him crazy. And we talked about how crazy that was. Yeah. And his followers. Yeah, we, the
0: Messiah sitting right there and they're mocking uh, him. It's a trip, right? Uh, yeah.
1: Don't be too hard on him, people. We Blind. do the same thing. Yep. We learned that Jesus attended the festival in the middle of the feast. Because that was God's perfect will.
0: Yeah, we went into that. Remember that we talked about, you know, God knew what was best. And so Jesus was on God's timetable, not on his own. Ooh, yeah. Timing is everything. That's it.
1: We also unpacked about uh, the Jewish people and the religious leaders saying Jesus had a demon.
0: I remember that. That's a trip because they know that demons were bad. They know that demons did ugly things. And here's Jesus loving on people and doing good things. Yep. So it's like, is this a new kind of demon? I mean, is that what they're right. thinking? It's like, maybe there's a demon that does good. Right? They were confused. Yeah. Well, he was possessed. Yeah, right. The Holy Spirit possessed. He was possessed by God himself. So. God
1: himself. Yeah. Jesus was different. He that- did miracles and people did not understand him. Jesus said he did not come to seek his own glory, mm-hmm. but that of his father who sent him. Mm-hmm. He told the crowd that everything he is sharing with them is truth, and there is no falsehood in him.
0: What a powerful statement. Yeah,
1: and they didn't like that. Nope. Nope. Today we will unpack John seven twenty five through 52. The story picks back up with the residents of Israel questioning Jesus. Some are
0: beginning to ask, could, could he, he be, be the Christ? The Christ? Amen. Wow. All right, let's read it. All right. You're going to read it? Yep, I'll right. read it. ESV. Right. Yeah, 725. 725. Let's start
1: there. Verse 31. Some of the people of Jerusalem, therefore, okay. said, it is not is not this man whom they seek to kill. And here he is speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But we know where the man comes from. And when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. When the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man has done?
0: Yeah, I mean, so he's setting the stage and, and, you know, they're like we just said, they're noticing that, okay, something's different about him. There's no doubt in their mind that he's doing extraordinary things. There's no doubt in their mind that he speaks in a way that's completely different than any other spiritual leader or any other teacher they've ever come in contact with. And there's no doubt in their mind that there is um, they ha- he has followers. There's people that are that are believing in him. There's 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 bona fide proof of these miracles. There's there's proof of of his followers. So. That's kind of what's happened. So here we're seeing the residents of Jerusalem are, are entering into the conversations. They knew full well the rulers wanted to kill Jesus, and they were amazed that he was teaching openly and getting away with it. So they're just like, wait, this guy, I know that they want it because they're they're there. They live in Israel. So, so they're, they're around the religious leaders. They're not like in the last conversation where, you know, they're coming in just for the festival from outside of in Galilee and other places. These are the actual people that are residents that are living there. So they're just they're blown away. But in verse 26, they say perhaps the rulers had been convinced he was the Messiah. So they were like, "Wait, is he the Messiah? Because why aren't they saying anything? Why aren't they arresting why, him? Why are they not worshiping him? Why aren't they why aren't they leading others to worship him? So what's going on?" So that's kind of sets up I guess the gist of what's being said here. Any thoughts on that? Well, it draws me back to you know, you know when they
1: arrest Jesus in the garden and Jesus says, you know, Says something like, "Why didn't you? I was, I was speaking in the synagogues. I was speaking out in the open. You didn't come and arrest me then. They had to do it at night. So I'm wondering if he's like referring back to this situation here. Possibly. But I'm sure he did it. He did it. Well, he
0: he knew the truth and he was proclaiming it boldly to them. So they were recognized. Okay, he's doing this boldly. They showed um, this showed his willingness to trust in God's plan. So mm. he knew that the Father was at work." He knew he had eyes to see, as he always told his disciples, watch what the father is doing and whatever the father is doing, I'm going to do. But he also knew. And I was just thinking, I just brought I I wrote down these verses. You know, Jesus knew Proverbs three, five and six, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your spear straight your paths. So Jesus knew that. So as he's sitting there talking to them, he knew that he needed to trust the Lord with all of his heart and not to lean on his own understanding. Because, again, he was fully man, but fully God. So he knew that the father was at work. He knew that he had a purpose, but he was still leaning on the father. Maybe he knew Isaiah forty-one ten, where it said, fear not for I am with you be not dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you I will help you I will uphold you with right my righteous right hand and so I'm thinking as he's sitting there he's probably crying out to the Lord <clears throat> Lord help me I'm not going to fear in this moment my this is this is a very hairy, hairy moment this is a this is a time when this the crowds are stirring and they're wanting to kill me here Um, so I need you to strengthen me, need you to help me and need to uphold me in this moment. So I'm just kind of thinking that might've been going through his head at that moment. And, You know, and he's standing strong no matter what. I'm laughing because you're you're like, well, maybe he knew. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, he is the word, Pete. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, I just said maybe he was thinking that during this time. But yeah, I I just, I don't know. It tickled me. It was funny.
1: All right. Their question in verse 25 suggested a negative answer and showed their prejudices. They said, no they said, no, the rulers do not believe that he is the Christ, do they?
0: Yeah, they said it like like a double negative. almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: they were able to defend their conclusion with logic by by these three thoughts. First, nobody knows where the Christ comes from. Right. Second, we know where Jesus of Nazareth comes from. Right there. Just throw Nazareth in there. Yeah. And then thirdly, so then Jesus cannot be the Messiah. So that was their kind of logic train. Yeah. Like, well, nobody's going to know where he comes from. We know he came from Nazareth, so yeah. therefore he can't be the Messiah. So we're going to ignore everything else we're seeing.
0: Yeah, they they just refuse to get to know Jesus. They, they, they already passed judgment on him before they even knew who he was. And so they just come to their own conclusion. Once again, the people could not see the truth because they were blinded by what they thought were dependable facts. Hmm. So they didn't know that, you know, they knew that Micah, whatever, said that he came from Bethlehem. We're actually going to read that here in a little bit. They will read that verse where it talks about where Jesus came from. But they just they didn't want to find out that truth. They didn't want. I mean, because after Bethlehem, he went Remember, he went down to Egypt. And then after Egypt, he went up to Nazareth. And that's that's his thing. But they didn't find out those other two facts about who Jesus was and how he was born and and the whole story behind it. They They didn't dig in. Nope. They didn't, they refuse. So people cannot believe God because they have the wrong facts about who he is. Maybe they've been hurt in the past and they feel God never helped them. So they've just come to their own conclusion about who he is. I, I wrote some statements down. I said, Andrew Murray once said, he says, one great power of sin is that it blinds men. So they do not recognize its true character. And so if you think about it, I mean, here is, here is Jesus, the true character, but because they have. Um, they don't have a surrendered heart. They don't. They don't know the Father. They cannot see the truth right in front of them. And and so a person that's um, you know judging other people or have prejudice towards other people. Um, they don't know those people. They're automatically putting them in a class because immediately people said, what good can come from Nazareth? What good can come from the Galilee region? You know, those are the Gentiles. Those are the people that everybody rejected. That's the reason why they're outside of Israel, because nobody wants them here in Israel, you know? And so that's, that's their mindset. And so they're immediately associating Jesus with that. And how often do we do that? How often do we put people in classes? How often do we judge people without knowing them? And, uh, and again, I, I guess we've said this a uh, billion times, don't judge a book by its color. Well, if you don't know the person, we just talked about a story, a situation with us this morning, because you know me, you know how I, what my stance is on certain things. So if something else was said about me, or if I said something or did something, you would know that, you know, there's, there's a story or there's something behind it. You would know where I'm at because you know me, same thing with Jesus. They didn't know him.
1: Yeah, it just goes to how important relationships are in in talking to people. I think in in, at least in America, I mean, we're at a point where we don't talk to each other anymore, Pete. You know, it's just we just assume based on you know the letter that's next to your name or the color of your skin or whatever, we just assume certain things about people and we're just I feel like we're just not talking to each other anymore. I mean, I think if you didn't if you would just go into a conversation blind with another a human being, I think you would find that uh, we have so much more in common than Absolutely. we have apart. but we're letting these little prejudices, like you say, um, just divide us and draw us apart. It's, well, just- it's
0: like, or somebody hurts you. So maybe there's a, a person that hurts you or Jesus hurt you. You know, why did you allow my mom to die? Why did you allow my dad to die? Why did you allow my sister to die to change? Why did you allow this person to kill my family member? Why yep. did you allow whatever yep. it is? They have already made a decision in their mind not to trust or not to see God. Yeah. And so that's the same thing that's happening here. They have already believed what the religious leaders have said, hmm. and they just refuse to believe what who he really is. They, they did not have eyes to see. They did not recognize what was going on. They refused. And so that's the same thing that happens to us yep. without us even knowing it. We put up a blockade and we can't see God right in front of our eyes and the goodness of God and what he's trying to do.
1: All right. Good stuff. Verse 28, we see Jesus raising his voice by proclaiming, you know me and you know where I come from, but I have not come from on my own accord. He who sent me is true and him you do not know. I know him for I come from him and he sent me. Jesus is probably speaking in a tone uh, revealing revealing irony. irony. (laughs) He shared with them that they really do not know him. And that's, man, that what a slap in the face, right? To the Pharisees. He's basically he's telling the religious leaders, you do not know God, Um, because that's just what he's saying. This was a serious accusation for Jesus to make against them. The Jews prided themselves in knowing the true God.
0: Yeah. So it's like, I mean, he's from Jesus's perspective, he he knows the father. And so he does what the father asks. and he knows the father is about love. He knows the father is gentle. He knows the father is about serving you know, Jesus, he said it himself. I did not come to serve a be served. I come to serve. I come to sacrifice my life. I've come to, uh, to, to live a life of worship. I've come to elevate others above myself. I've come to speak life into people and give them a pathway to truth and to understanding and anything that's not, that is not of God. And so when he's looking at the Pharisees and he's, and he's, and he's staring at them, he says, listen, I do what the father does. I am. I am doing what the father is asking you. You do not. You're not doing what the father is asking to do. I know the father, but you're not doing it. He's calling him out, Pete. And so because you're not doing it, you don't know the father. And because you don't know the father, you cannot know me. And that's what he's telling them. And he's telling them straight up, even though, you know, the religious side of God, you understand the workspace proper. You know, the law. You know, you know the letter of that and you do that in a prideful way. You do that in a haughty way like, hey, I'm so good. I'm learned and I come from the best class. I live in the best, cl- I have the best clothes. I live in the best area. I've, I've studied a lot. I've done all of these things. I go to church every day. I, I mean, I'm really good, but they don't know the father because they don't spend time with the father. They have actually not surrendered their lives in such a way that they've become broken and contrite. And that was the Israelites fault through the whole time. They, they would come in a prideful way. They would do the things that they should have never done because they never came broken before God.
1: We still see that today, Pete. That's I exactly what's going at. on today. And I think that's what you were saying earlier about the prejudice against maybe uh, against the church is people have been hurt by that. Yeah. They've seen that. And I mean, nothing has changed. I mean, there's still those kind of, you know, those kind of people, 2000 years later.
0: I mean, it's okay to approach It's, so our prejudice and I, and I do this and I'm, I'm guilty of this because I just did this just recently. And I told you about it, Bob is, is immediately I jump to conclusions with a lot of things. And, and especially when it comes to God and, and so like, Oh, I, you know, I, I can't believe you believe that way, or I can't believe you, you talk like that, or, you know, you know, and I would immediately say, well, that person's religion and that person doesn't have a relationship with God. And that person's this, and that person's that, whatever it is, and God is looking at each person equally the same. And what God is saying is, I love you, period. And I desire relationship with you, period. And I desire to bless you, period. And I desire to love on you and, 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 and provide for you and take care of you. And he never once is, has a prejudice. He's never once judging or separating. His, his heart is constantly, I died for you. I paid the price for you, period, once and for all. And we get into this mindset where we become holier than thou, or we become all knowledgeable because I've studied a lot, or I know a subject and we're not broken. We do not see people the way Jesus sees it. And if, if that is us, then Jesus will look at you in your eyes. And he says, I do not know you. You do not know my father, because if you knew my father, you would not do that. You would love me and you would love others the same as I love them. And that's what he's saying. And that's what's happening here. And they got so caught up in the religion, they started doing all of these things that they completely lost sight of who God was.
1: Religion sucks, Pete. It's the worst. All right. Jesus' statement is also claiming that he was God. He was not simply born into this world like any other human, he was sent to earth by the Father. This means that he existed before he was born on earth. So this kind of, this is poking at him too, Pete.
0: Yeah, I mean it's I mean uh, it, I mean if they knew the father then they would have recognized that okay this guy is so different so unique he's got to be the messiah. You know, he's you know remember what he said to John the Baptist he goes well tell ask John the Baptist what do you see? You know go report back what you see to John the Baptist and then based off of what he was seeing that the blind were seeing the lame were walking and the you know the people were being saved and things were happening and the fruit of it and then John the Baptist immediately recognized, well, that's the Messiah because he knew he was surrendered to God. He wanted to do, he knew the father. And so he immediately was able to recognize that he was Messiah. Well, here, these Israel Jewish leaders are like, what the heck are you talking about? Are you, you know, and then John 1, 1, what it says in the beginning was a word, word was with God, word was God. Um, so immediately, you know, John is pointing back, says, hey, he's always claimed to be God you know, Hey, this is, there's no mistaking that what Jesus is saying. I was with the father before creation was even done. I was, you know, before it happened, I was there. And so, you know, in Colossians 1:15, did you see that? I and, love this.
1: One of my favorite verses yeah. It says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So,
0: I mean, Paul right there. So Paul is backing up John here and he's basically saying, listen, he's God but he's the, he's the invisible, he is the image of the invisible God. So So he is, he, he's the image. And so, you know, you have to accept that And the, in the the Israelites and the Jewish leaders and all that, they just could not accept that. And it's hard for people today. I mean, the Muslims and certain other religious groups don't claim him to actually be God. You know, I mean, there's, we're going to talk about, some of these different religions as we go forward but he is god period and he's telling them straight up i am god all right let's move on to the next all right. reading you can't claim to
1: be god in a religious system and not be threatened with arrest so let's read <laughs> let's read <laughs> verses 32 through 36 here we go the pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him and the chief priests and pharisees sent officers to arrest him jesus then said i will be with you a little while longer and then I am going to him who sent me. You will seek me and you will not find me where I am. You cannot come. The Jews said to one another, where does this man <laughs> intend to go that we will not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying you will seek me and you will not find me and where I am, you cannot come. Wow. It's,
0: it's funny. It's like, okay, so he means that he's going to leave us here in Israel And he's going to go hide with the Greeks, you know, (laughs) is that what he's talking about? I mean, is is he just saying he's going to drop truth and run? Uh, You know, I mean, they're trying to they're they're honestly asking the question. I mean, they're honestly saying, okay, what's going on? But it's the temperature is you can sense is getting a little bit more intense. So so this this is certainly a crisis hour in Jesus ministry. There's no doubt about it. This is like this is a big deal that's happening right now. And, and the Jewish leaders, they, they even they tried to arrest him. But but he told them you know, his hours not come because Jesus still had more work to do. You know, many people up until this point have put their faith in Jesus. He had a following and many believed because of his miracles. But eventually, over time, we see them openly professing their faith in Christ. And that's that happens more and more. And even at the end, remember, when Nicodemus was like the came where well, we're going to talk about Nicodemus here, but he's like. He's openly pro Jesus anyway. And they're even saying, hey, are you Galilee? We're going to talk about that. Yeah. But professing their faith, it wasn't it was it wasn't time for his arrest. And there was nothing they can do about it. They knew that they were helpless because the people were there was so many people that were like, hey, I want to know more about this guy. You know, there's there's definitely something happening. But these religious leaders were like, dude, this guy's a threat. This guy is not good for us. He's calling us out and he's causing a stir. Our rule is gonna be in jeopardy if we don't do something. And so that's kind of what's happening. Thoughts? I just
1: now. I think it was it's that, but it's also, isn't it? They they just didn't want unrest in Rome. I mean, because yes. Rome is occupying Israel at this time, right? Right. And so Even though they're being, they're an occupied territory, these Pharisees kind of have it well. They kind of get to rule their own little thing as long as they can keep the people under control, like under their thumb, right? So the last thing they want is a revolt, something coming up, and then Rome takes their power away. So, and it's, so it's, it just reminds me so much of what's going on today, Pete. People just are, they will do anything, they will sacrifice or ignore principles to stay in power. You know, you see that all the time in, in, in Washington and I'm sure, you know, other countries and, we see it as well. And, but.
0: A, and again, what's happening here is that there's 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 people starting to ask the question. There's people that are more and more people are believing him. Could this be <clears throat> the, could this be the one? So the so the religious leaders are recognizing that, like you just said, they, don't, they want peace and they know that if they come out against him or they arrest him or something at this moment, it's going to cause an uproar. Yeah. So um, and, and I think this is a testimony to us as Christians we need to be a voice for Jesus in the darkness that's Amen. happening around us. And, and the more that we gather in, in together and love and do the things and bring the kingdom of God to our neighborhoods, bring the kingdom of God to our cities, in our, in our states, in our country, in our world, that the, the evil can't, the light is invading, the, that's going to intimidate them from doing anything. And so I think that Satan wants us to be quiet. Yes. Satan wants us to hide the light underneath a bushel. We need to say no to that. And we need to proclaim Jesus. We need to not worry about what the world system is going to think. We need to proclaim him boldly and proudly and say, Jesus is love. Jesus loves you and bring the light and the kingdom uh, to the world and live according to God's way.
1: That's good, Pete. You know, sometimes it's a miracle or a loving word from somebody that gets us to believe in Jesus. Or over time, we begin to openly profess him to others. Mm. We begin to get boldness like Jesus. And we do not worry about what other things think, what others think of us, or if we'll be arrested or persecuted.
0: Yeah. And I others. think that's a lot of times what happens. We don't want to be persecuted. You know, in today's times, in some parts of the world, they're arrested yeah. and it's happening. It's going to get in Canada. It's already happening, but it's going to start happening more here. But it makes me think of Romans 10, nine. It says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Well, what will I be saved of? You'll be saved from everything. Jesus is your complete peace. He's the author and finisher of your life. He is the beginning and the end of everything that happens in your life. You never have to fear. You never have to worry. You know, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. Oh, wait, no, Matthew 10.32. Sorry, that was the wrong verse. Matthew thirty two says, Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. And that's what's happening here. He's telling the religious leaders, you don't know my father, so I cannot profess you as as a religious leader. But but this guy right here that humbled himself and has a broken and contrite spirit that's walking next to me and is hungry to know me, I will profess him before my father in heaven because he knows me. Wow. So that's what's going on.
1: All right. All right. Verse 36, Jesus says, you will seek me and you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The religious leaders did not understand that. No, going to Greece. Within six months from this time, Jesus will go back to the father. He was warning them that they only have a little longer to hear the truth, to believe in him and be saved. Had these men been willing to do God's will, they would have known the truth.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's Jesus shows up to everyone eventually and offers them his truth, but it might only be for a little while longer. Today is the day to know Jesus before it's too late. I mean, don't wait. That's the thing is like a lot of people, well, I'm going to get my life together before I come or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that or I don't want to, you know, that's too big of a sacrifice or whatever it is. Um, It just it breaks my heart. But I just want to read Isaiah just brought to life. Isaiah 55, 6 through 11. I'm just going to read it all. So it says turn to the Lord before it's too late. Call out to him while he's still ready to help you. Let the one who is evil stop doing evil things and let him quit thinking evil thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord. The Lord will show him his tender love. Let him turn to our God. He is always ready to forgive. My thoughts are not like your thoughts and your ways are not like my ways, announces the Lord. The heavens are higher than the earth and my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The rain and the snow come down from the sky. They do not return to it without watering the earth. They make plants come up and grow. The plants produce seeds for farmers. They produce food for people to eat. The words I speak are like that. They will not return to me without producing results. They will accomplish what I want them to. They will do exactly what I sent them to do. That's Isaiah 55, six through 11. And that's what Jesus is telling every one of us today. He's saying, listen, come to me today. That Tomorrow might not be here for you today. If you want your, your water, your plants, water, Jesus will do that. If you want to eat fruit, Jesus will give that to you. If you want a life that has purpose and meaning, Jesus will give that to you. He is all things and he's worthy of our praise. And so Jesus is telling them straight up, listen, I'm only going to be here for six months more and you're missing the boat and I'm going to go back to my father and I'm telling you these truths. You're standing right here in front of me and you're still blind and you're still refusing to accept the truth and see the truth. So, all right, let's move on.
1: All right. So we're at the end of the feast now, verse 37 uh, through 39. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me to drink, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Mm. Wow. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive for as yet the spirit had not been given because
0: Jesus was not yet glorified. Mm. Yeah. So this is the last, it says right here, it's the last day of the feast. Um, it would be the seventh day. Um, so it's a very special day for, for, the, for the all of Israel. Um, it's a day where the priests would march around seven times around the altar. They would chant one, Psalms 118.25, which is, Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. They would say that over and over again. Um, this is the last time they drew water and pour. Uh, this last time they were going to draw water and they were going to pour it on the altar. So no doubt, just as they were pouring out the water, which was symbolic of the Mm -hmm. water Moses drew from the rock, Jesus stood there shouting his great (laughs) invitation to the thirsty What an
1: amazing picture that is.
0: I mean, it just, I mean, it puts it in perspective. So if we, we don't, we have to understand that Jesus was always using illustrations that were understood by the people. So if they were pouring water, he would he would give an illustration. This is what it is. We were talking about
1: that this morning, right? Knowing the Old Testament brings the the New Testament to life.
0: That's it. And so they just constantly did that. So Jesus was referring to the experience of Israel recorded in Exodus 17, one through seven. That water was but a picture of the spirit of God. Believers would not only drink the living water, but they would become channels of living water to bless a thirsty world. Wow. So I want to read that. Exodus sure. 17, yeah. one through seven. Yeah. Let's just see here.
1: All right. Back into the Old Testament, Exodus. All the congregations of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord and camped at Reph- Rephidim. Rephidim. Ooh. Yep. Almost got that, Refine. but there was no water for the people there to drink. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, "Give us water to drink." And Moses said to them, "Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you, why do you test the Lord?" But the people thirsted. But the people thirsted there for water, and the people grumbled, <laughs> sound familiar? Yes, against Moses that. and said, "Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst?" Again, it just drives me nuts. They wanted to go back to slavery. Look, we were better in slavery. Mm-hmm. So Moses cried to the Lord, what shall I do with to to this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock and water shall come out of it and the people will drink and moses did so in the sight of the elders of israel and called the name of the place Massah uh-huh.
0: and meribah yeah if i can just turn my page
1: <clears throat> yeah. sorry about that
0: because of the quarreling of the people of israel and because they tested the lord by saying is the lord among us or not so here it is fast forward here's jesus now in israel they're doing they they they're they're doing this act uh, or this religious act A ritual okay. in in honor of what happened here so they're saying hey because God provided water then God's going to provide water for us now he's gonna you know quench our thirst and Jesus is saying well I did that to give you an illustration of me I did that so you would know <laughs> that I will do that I will quench the thirst I will provide you um, the resources that you need it was me that gave you the water it had nothing to do with moses or his works i wanted you to see me as that um as wow. the one that can thirst so here, that's what's happening any thoughts on that
1: um no i'm just gonna go on to statement nine if that's right all right. right while there were no specific prophetic scriptures that indicate rivers of water flowing from believers there is a number of verses that parallel this thought you know isaiah 12 3 with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Mm. And in 32 to Isaiah, each will be like a hiding place from the wind, a shelter from the storm, like streams of water in a dry place, like shade of a great rock in a weary land. Man, just well, I- Isaiah can write some poetry.
0: Well, Isaiah, again, be outside of Book of Enoch, Isaiah was the most. Uh, the more prophetic, prophetic of Jesus and everything, uh, Enoch. If you guys have any read Enoch, has a prophetic Jesus everywhere, um, but it always, always pointed to Jesus, always pointed to Messiah. So again, this it it was setting the people up. the The Israelites, the Jewish leaders, should have known all of this, and so when Jesus is saying these things. They either were like, "Wait, he's quoting Isaiah fifty-five too, right?" He's like, "He's quoting well, this." You say should have they would they would have known. This. I would have thought, but because they were so hardened, because they were so like they couldn't, they didn't know the Father. They didn't have intimacy with the Father. They didn't see this Father the way that Jesus was demonstrating. So they had the
1: knowledge of it, but they
0: just couldn't. They couldn't connect the dots because, because of, they didn't
1: know the Father. Yes. Yeah.
0: Because they didn't uh, they didn't see the father's characteristics as that of how Jesus was acting. Mm. They just could not comprehend it. And so here he is saying these things. It registered probably in their brain like, oh, wait, I get what he's saying. That's why there was a, a confusion. And that's why there's people like maybe believing or or all of that, because they understood that part but they just could not get past. They they uh-huh. kept going back to Galilee. They kept going back. Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, how could we ever trust this, uh-huh. right? He came from Mary and Joseph. We know his parents. We know his brothers and where they're at. There's This cannot happen. This is not true. So no matter what you say about being thirsty, and that you're going to quench my thirst, and that if I come to you and believe that all that, I don't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm just not going to happen. Uh-huh. There's a prejudice right there. Boom. There you go. All right.
1: Water for drinking is one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Just as water satisfies thirst and produces fruitfulness, so does, so does the Spirit of God satisfy the inner person and enables us to bear I mean, think about fruit. that.
0: Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Every time you think of the Holy Spirit, just think of God bringing, filling you up. Wow. Is it's 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 overflowing, you know, the spirit of God overflows, the abundance of God's love overflows out of you because of the Holy Spirit's work that's working within you. And isn't
1: this this is kind of what Jesus was trying to tell the woman at the well, right? Yes. He's like, if you understood the water that I give you to drink, you know, it would just yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, Romans five, five says that in hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who have been given to us. So this is what Jesus is saying. Listen, he's saying, listen, you believe in me. Uh, The whole, I'm going to give you the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit is going to fill you up. He's going to pour into you, my words, my truth, my love. And then you're going to overflow with my goodness. You're going to be overflowing with the words of truth, the words of life, the words of knowledge, the words of understanding, everything happens because of me. And so that's what he's telling them there. And it's, and it has nothing to do with what these religious leaders are doing. It has to do with what my father is doing. And then you joining me with my father. That's what's happening. So what a picture
1: of the Holy Spirit. So good. Which just reminds me Sunday was Pentecost, right? So it's like the remembrance of of the first time when that happened. So got to go back and read Acts. Yeah. All right. Um, At the feast, the Jews were reenacting a tradition that could never satisfy the heart. Jesus offered them living water Mm. and eternal satisfaction. Amen. The result of this declaration and invitation resulted in the people being divided. Okay. Let's read. Uh, what let, let's finish up. Cha- yeah. Chapter yeah. seven. Let's finish it up. When they heard these words, some of the people said this really is a prophet. Mm. Others said, this is the Christ, but some said, is the Christ to come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, yeah. the village where David was. I think it's a word cursed Nicodemus who had gone to him before we read about that in chapter three and who was one of them said to them, does our law judge a man without first giving a hearing and learning what he does. They didn't like this, Pete. They replied, are you from Galilee too? search and see that no prophet arises from Galilee.
0: If, I mean, they were so close. I mean, it, this, it's like, They, the salvation was on their doorstep. They were, they were so close, but they just did not. They did not go the extra step. I mean, here they're kind of going through the extra step. They're asking Nicodemus to do that. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. I think Nicodemus might've once he, cause he did start digging a little bit. He probably saw the truth, but they just like, if they would have just found out that he, his parents were in the line of David. Um, if they would have tracked the genealogy and they've just spent a little bit of time to find that out, if they would have just asked, where were you born? Yeah, right. You know, if they he's, would have just right in front of you, if they would have just done a little bit more instead of just having their prejudice and immediately say, no, he's from Galilee. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, we can't. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope, we can't believe him. No, nope, we know where he's come from. No, nope, we're not going to believe him. Even though everything is right in front of them, the miracles, the goodness, the wisdom, the knowledge, they even said it. We've never seen anybody preach like this before. How could we? I, I don't even know what to do. They're confused because he's so different. He's so extraordinary. In in, you know, so in verse 40 through 44, they want to know, is he a good man or a deceiver? Is he Christ? Is he the promised prophet? That's what they're asking. If they had only examined the evidence, they would have discovered that indeed he indeed. was the Christ. Indeed. He was the Son of God. But they didn't. Any thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's just crazy. Do the like discussion on that part. Yeah, it's just right, it's just right in front of him, right? Yeah. He was born in Bethlehem, yep. not Galilee. And, uh, like you just said, Pete, they yep. could have asked a simple question. Yeah, what's Micah? <laughs> where where were you born? If they only knew that, because they knew the prophet Micah said in five two, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, yep, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be the ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, of
0: old, from ancient. And from ancient of days yep so david was in the line of judah jesus comes from judah if you've traced the genealogy all the way back and then here is micah given the prophecy that he's going to be born in bethlehem jesus was born in bethlehem this is the verse that they knew but they just did not take it a step further to find out if they would have i don't even think if they would have maybe their eyes they would have probably been no i can't believe it that's a lie they would have come something up wrong there would have been another yeah. barrier pop up right something comes yeah. up. yeah all right, let's go to see.
1: All right, we would not be surprised if religious leaders refuse to trust Jesus. The Bible says that he has hidden his truth from the wise and prudent and revealed it to spiritual babies, mm. the humble people who will yield to him.
0: Yeah, this is what we were talking about earlier. God yeah, is that, looking for the contrary. Right? Yeah, so let's oh. read that.
1: Okay, Matthew 11, 25 through 27 says, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and reveal them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. Mm. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal to him.
0: I think you said it um, best this morning. It says, don't let the knowledge, knowledge rule your heart, stay humble, and surrender. But I think that you know religious leaders can lead you astray. They can tell you certain facts or truths that that could be wrong. They could be um, giving you a doctrine that's off. And, And it's best for us to know Jesus intimately ourselves. It's best for us to be in communion with the Holy Spirit daily and constantly, because ultimately he is the one that's giving you the truth. And we don't want to just take our religious leaders word for it. Um, possibly they can lead us astray. I mean, sometimes there's these there's these leaders that are that are teaching a prosperity a prosperity gospel or they're teaching a, a gospel of, you know, six steps to get help kind of gospel instead of actually teaching what Jesus is about, what the word of God is about. And so we got to be careful. So we need to do our own work. We need to do our own study. We need to learn and know who Jesus is. So let's go to verse uh, statement 12 and then
1: verse 45. The officers came to the chief priests, asking them, why did they not bring him to them? They said, no one ever spoke like this man. Have you also been deceived? Verse 50 says that Nicodemus, who had gone to him before, asked them a question. Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing or learning what he does? They replied, are you from galilee too? search and see no prophet arises from galilee so even i mean nicodemus is just being kind of just fair in this yeah. you know like oh, well, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't yeah. our law say you know basically you're innocent until proven guilty should we at least question this guy but they've already convicted him in this in their hearts yeah,
0: nicodemus eyes were open it, so nicodemus sure is on the pathway to being close to jesus so there's people that we talk to that you talk to them and you could tell like, wait, they're hungry. They're wanting to know more. Yes. They're not fully surrendered yet, but they're, they're definitely asking the proper questions. They're definitely moving in the right direction. But when you personally meet Mm -hmm. Jesus, you too will say, no man ever talks like this. He will try to slurm your life completely. Amen. So, I mean, it's, it's, when someone is fully given their life to the Lord and we meet them or we talk to them, you know that they've been with Jesus. There's no mistaking it. They are, you know, the Bible tells us in Acts 5 that they turn the world upside down or maybe it's somewhere over there, but they turn the world upside down. These are just dumb fishermen that now speak right. in an intelligent way and they are they have no one speaks like them before. Speaking well, because it's I that no longer live, but Christ that lives within, yes. as Paul said. I do not speak in Iona accord. I only speak as my father in heaven has given me words to speak. And that's so what's happening. All right.
1: All right, finally, the leaders challenged Nicodemus to search the prophecies to see if he could find any statements that a prophet would come out of Galilee. We know that Jonah was from Galilee and Jesus said that Jonah was a picture of himself in death burial and resurrection. Did you look that up? I did. Yeah. And he found the truth. It's true. He came from a town three miles. And north Jesus used him as an
0: illustration. How Isn't crazy? that crazy?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And he yeah. uses the whole Jonah, the three days. And yeah. then he uses that as a picture for what yeah. he's about to do. Matthew 12, uh, 38
0: and 41, it says. Yep.
1: Yeah, yep. So perhaps Nicodemus read Isaiah 9, 1 through 2. You think? Well, (laughs) during his research, I mean, I would have. He only had
0: the Old Testament, so I'm
1: sure he did. I'm sure he did, too. So what does it say? It says, (laughs) but there will be no gloom for her who, who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. Thank you. But in the latter times, he was made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shown. If he did, then he would have become convinced that speaking of Nicodemus, if yes. he did, then he would have become convinced that Jesus of Nazareth was indeed the very well, Son of
0: again, God. so this is relating to the Galilee. So it this is tying in. So here's Jesus talks about Jonah, but this is tying in. Not only was he tie, we're tying in Bethlehem because we've already said that's where he's born, but now we're tying, tying in Galilee. And, and it's saying that the light is going to come through Galilee, yeah. that there's going to go into the darkness. It's going to be the lights going to shown. And so maybe he's thinking, well, is Jesus the light? Is he showing the truth? Yes. And that's yes. that's what's happening. And so I think Nicodemus, maybe the light bulb went off. Maybe he's like, whoa, I just read this. Maybe, you know, this is talking maybe. about Galilee and he's talking about saving the nations and it's talking about saving the world. Maybe this is the prophet. Maybe this is Messiah that. You know, so now he can now he can take back to them and says, well, maybe it is. This talks about Galilee, you know, but they didn't know. I mean, if they would have taken this verse and then they would have taken Micah's verse and Bethlehem and then actually talked to his brothers and say, hey, where was he born? You know, actually did some research. They could have, but they were just too prejudiced. They just could not get past Ugh, blind, um, to truth, blind to the blind to it.
1: Yeah. Blind to the truth. There's probably a lot of people out there that are still blind to the truth, Pete.
0: Yeah. So if we truly study and get to know the real Jesus, we will believe in him and, and not be confused by what the world or religious leaders say about him. Don't let us don't let our prejudice make us blind to his truth. Amen. So um, if you're uh, listening to this and, and you are your spirit has been pricked and maybe you've been prejudiced or maybe you haven't believed in Jesus or maybe you have believed in Jesus, but you're not believing in him the way that you need to, or you're not completely surrendered to him. Well, today he can, you know, don't let tomorrow happen. We you know, as we talked about early on the show is, is tomorrow might be too late. You know, if Jesus is talking to you today, today's the day. Now is the time. Now is the time to repent of your sins. Now is the time to, to pick up your cross and follow him. Now is the time to say, Jesus, I want you as the author and finish my life. I want to believe in you. I want you to be uh, the person that leads me and guides me. And Lord, I want your love in me. So if that's you and, and you want to repent of your sins, you just say, God, I repent of my sins. And today I choose to stake a claim. And today I choose to follow you with all of my heart, with all of my mind and with all of my soul. And if you don't know Jesus and you don't have a personal relationship with him, and maybe you're like the religious leader, maybe you don't know Jesus. Well, today you can. Today you could just, what Jesus is always looking for is someone that is going to have a broken and contrite spirit. Jesus is looking at your heart and he's saying, are you willing to surrender your life to me? Are you willing to trust me with the affairs of your life? Are you willing to let me lead you? Are you willing to have relationship with me so that I can be your God, that I can have bring life to you, that I can bring you direction and words of wisdom and vision, If that's what God is saying to you, then you just say, God, yes, I want that. I repent of my sins today. I want to believe that you died and rose again on the third day. I want to believe that you are the God of my life. I want to live for you for the rest of my life. And if you did that, the Bible says that all the angels in heaven are now rejoicing. If your heart has been broken and you've surrendered to Jesus, every angel in heaven is saying, "Well done, good and faithful servant. You are now a child of God." And the Bible then says, "Well, go and tell somebody." So it's you don't want to you don't want to give your life to the Lord and talk about what God has done and how He's changed your life and not tell somebody. The Bible tells us if we if we confess the Jesus before man, He will pre- confess us before our Father in heaven. We read about that today. But if you deny Him, the next verse says He will also deny you. Hmm. Jesus denied these Pharisees and these religious leaders. He denied them before the father, but he looked at the beggars and he looked at the people that were, that were emptied and broken that were following him. And he says that my father in heaven will know you because you know me. And that is what Jesus is wanting from you. He wants you to tell people he wants you to share with people so that they too can come to know him like you do. And so Bob, any thoughts on that?
1: That's just really good, Pete. Um, You know, As always, we we try to get you to, you know, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the little bell. So you get notified anytime that a a new podcast comes up. Normally it's Thursday morning and, uh, you know, just get the routine. You can be the first one to know about it, but, uh, here's my, here's my ask for you today. Um, you're part of being living water and sharing living water is to share this podcast. You know, you know, we can reach more people that way. And, uh, you know, it'd just be a blessing to us as well. So all you got to do is just go to, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, just share it with some friends. Usually, There's always a click share uh, button on there and you can do it so many ways. You can do it on your social media page. You could send it in a text. You could email out your friends, say, Hey, listen to these crazy guys that I've been listening to mm-hmm. and, and just send them the link. And it just, it's it really as easy as that. And we would love to hear from you on our Facebook page. So go to the riot podcast at, on Facebook, share with. You're listening to us from. Tell us what you what you liked, what you heard. Um, If there's something, there's a topic you want us to talk about in the future. Man, we would we would love to get ideas about that as well. A lot of the a lot of our show topics and ideas we get from listeners just like you. So we would really appreciate if you do that and make sure when you're there on uh, Facebook, make sure you like. The page and share the page as well. So Pete, I'm looking forward to our next uh, next yeah. topic in John. We're going to talk about uh, John, eight, yeah. John 8 going into, uh, this is like a disputed part of the Bible too. It's not in all the Bibles, right? There's like a disputed text coming up, but we're, as we're talking about the woman caught in adultery. So I don't know if we'll get to that next show or show. I think we're going to have a
0: special guest on possibly next week. That's right.
1: We were talking about that. So yeah, you don't want to miss next week's show. Yeah. And then, uh, we'll continue John after, after that, but what a great show. Um, the book of John just it just blows me it. away, Pete. It Absolutely it. blows me away. Just diving into it this year, and uh, what a blessing it is. I hope it's a blessing to our listeners as well. Hmm. Keep reading the book Amen. of John yeah. and uh, the Bible. In general. When you see references yeah. back to the Old Testament, like you heard Pete read Isaiah a bunch of times a day, and we 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 talked about Jonah, we talked about uh, Exodus, we talked about Deuteronomy, talked about Genesis. Yep, all of this stuff brings context and i heard i heard it said really well pete and i'll and i'll share it and close with this that in the old testament the new testament is concealed and in the in the new testament the old testament is revealed revealed. it's just just a great way to look at at our bible what a gift from god this Mm. thing is so
0: thank you pete may the lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you may you have an awesome week worshiping him
1: Be blessed. Amen. One of these weeks, we'll get you to sing that. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. Take care.
0: This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.